Hello, welcome to Barely Christian, Fully Christian. This is Annie Ponder. This podcast explores loving Jesus, being repulsed by much of Christianity, and relating to the Holy Spirit as the Divine Feminine, or as I prefer to call her, Mama God. On today's episode, I'm talking with my friend, Wynne Doran, about her music, her band, Wynne Doran and the White Light, and her experience with the Divine Feminine. Welcome. Hello, Annie. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. First of all, it um, fills my whole body with joy to see you again. Uh, we haven't seen each other for a year and a half or so, um, and uh, but the the time doesn't diminish the uh, warmth and fondness for for you. And I think um, I'll share all about you in a minute. But just for anyone listening, so when and I met at a uh, at a retreat um, led by Kristen Haney, whom I've had on the podcast before, and. Um, the first, I don't know if you know this, but the first moment I saw you, I just like immediately loved you. I was like, oh, oh, this woman. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, You were so warm and real. And um, then as I got to know you and hear a little bit of your music and what you do, just so much um, admiration and, and gratitude for you. So. I'm just really glad you said yes to coming on the podcast today. Oh, it's my honor, truly. <laughs> well, let me tell the world about you in case they don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, nominated Female Performer of the Year. Well, can we just take a second with that? How amazing is that? By the New England Music Awards, Wynne Doran is labeled a force to be reckoned with. Wynne was classically trained in voice from a young age and competed internationally with choirs, singing in the Sydney Opera House in Australia and Carnegie Hall in New York. Wynne recently expanded into a new chapter under the name Wynne and the White Light. I can hardly wait for you to tell us about that. With (laughs) bassist Lucia Mino and drummer Heidi Tierney. All members of the band have faced their mortality in the wake of medical trauma uniting to lift the message of wind songs which confront the experience of living with chronic illness and strength found in adversity. Uh, Their highly anticipated debut album, Luck, is labeled as a journey through the divine feminine and near-death experience. Singles from the album began releasing with the Autumn Equinox in September 2023 with the full album landing this March. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. (laughs) Mic drop. Absolutely. Oh, so where do you want to go today? What are we going to talk about? We know uh, that we both very much are um, drawn to the divine feminine. I know that I am so intrigued by your music and just you as a person. So um, all the things, all the things. Let's get let's get into it. Where do you want to go first? Oh, what a good question. I mean, I guess where my mind is taking me is our time together is what really um, started the first chapter of this album, that retreat. Wow. a monumental point. And I drove home and the whole album 
uh, <laughs> kind of downloaded in front of my eyes from our wow. weekend. Um, and life has been a <laughs> trip since then. I did not know that. I knew you played uh, How the West Was Won that night. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So some of these songs were already in existence, but then the whole album kind of appeared and like, here, so, here's how I come together. What happened was I had been writing for, at that point, three years from 2020 okay. to fall 2023, feverishly writing, feeling this desire to have an album, but feeling like I couldn't see what it was or mm-hmm. if it was. Mm-hmm. And I had written probably 50 songs. They felt like puzzle pieces. I couldn't see how they came together. And then we had this magical weekend of mm-hmm. diving in to our own soul mm-hmm. and our own journeys. And when I drove home, 10 of the songs of the 50 on this ride from upstate New York to where I live in New Hampshire, I could see literally where they sat in a journey. And I pulled over in Vermont and put my little demos into those chapters and drove the rest of the ride, listened to it. And I was like, I think I actually have an album. And then I showed it to um, the two women who are now my bandmates the next weekend. And they were like, you have an album. And we never changed the order or anything. And it really <laughs> was kicked off from... And I didn't understand what was happening. Like, it was all based on feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was about a year and a quarter from ago or Mm -hmm. time is weird right now (laughs) time is weird right now isn't it (laughs) but um ever since then I knew that was the story and slowly the story is telling me why it's the story and Mm. unveiling to me different Mm. pieces of why which has Mm -hmm. kind of been my own journey with the divine feminine Mm. acting on impulse Mm -hmm. clarity in my body saying yes without knowing why I was saying yes. And then later it revealing to me so many gifts um, and rationale. The why (laughs) come, or the the reason comes, yeah, the why comes later after you have said yes. Yeah. Yeah, the heart yes comes first. Mm -hmm. And then the brain yes that the brain which can't wrap itself around like the heart logic Mm -hmm. is coming much later Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow okay i have so many questions but the (laughs) what did i even just say (laughs) did it make sense (laughs) it did oh yes it makes my brain light up um okay (laughs) How did you first come to know that this, I guess we're talking about intuition. Mm -hmm. Uh, You said impulse or instinct, something like that. Mm -hmm. Something from within. How did you come to know that as how the divine feminine is and and works in us? How did you put those two together is my question. Oh, what a beautiful question. And it probably came later. 
I feel like it's been knocking for a while. And then I actually, Kristen Hengi, shout out over and over again. Um, so where do I begin with this? She had a separate retreat on uh, masculine, divine masculine and feminine um, about a year later mm. and in Italy. And I did not plan on going. Um, I was in the thick of recording this album and getting it together. And about three weeks before that retreat happened, they gave away a free spot. And I apply I saw it in the middle of like a recording session and I was like, I think that's my spot. <laughs> And I, um, you kind of wrote why, and I wrote the story of this album up until that point. And it was literally the retreat was three days after the album was complete. And I got that spot, went off to Italy. And I think that, I think it was that time that really brought the divine feminine into my psyche. And I started to unpack how much the past year had really been that journey. Mm. Um, and I'm still on that journey. Mm. Mm. Um, and even you asking that question is helping me to frame where those words came from. They feel so right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. And they're against so much of what my like academic brain wants to fight. Um. Yes. And you have, I, I'd love for you to, to talk about that a little bit. You have this experience with um, Academia Extraordinaire. Hmm. Uh, can you maybe just go there a little bit? How is that different and what are you noticing? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I was, I grew up ready to be businesswoman, et cetera. My, both my parents were in the corporate world. Um, and then in parallel, I also grew up with a chronic illness that mm. kept testing my boundaries of, I was a highly functioning student, like, always obsessed with getting straight A's. And then my body was also failing me. And in a way I was using, uh, I was using school as like a way of just surviving. Like I, my brain would just say, go back to school and get all of the A's when you can. And then my body would retreat again. Mm. Um, then I went to college for um, business I started to process all of that bod bodily, all of the trauma from all the medical issues. Mm -hmm. And I decided to go back to school again. Um, and I went to Harvard for a pre-med program in hopes of assisting people like me who are fighting through chronic illness without answers. Mm -hmm. And the most interesting, beautiful thing about Harvard was that is what um, really cracked open this intuitive side of me, which at was Harvard. Yes, 
So some of my courses there were mind body medicine. Mm-hmm. Um, I a lot of the coursework were, or yeah, a lot of the coursework kind of had have these brilliant minds at the forefront of where medicine hasn't caught up to be yet everywhere. Mm-hmm. But the teachers there really got it in a way that exploded my brain. Um, Mm. and so in a sense, they kind of infused this more magical, intuitive mindfulness Mm. side of Mm. humanity, um, that now I would intertwine with the divine feminine, (laughs) um, but to like business woman, when she she was very closed off of it until she was at one of the leading universities in the world hearing otherwise honestly mm-hmm. wow i'm just sitting with that um First of all, so curious about those courses and so enlivened that um, a Harvard Medical course would take you to where you're connecting with the Divine Feminine. That's just beautiful. It makes me want to just send them roses. Um. (laughs) Me too, in hindsight. (laughs) Thank you for providing the space for me to unpack it. Yeah. Yeah. And also then juxtaposing that with, like you said, the businesswoman mindset that you came in with, where, you know, I don't know much about the business world, but the little I've been exposed to um, seems like there's room for improvement with the intuitive gifts and... (laughs) Correct, correct. (laughs) And so um, how would you say you have changed, grown, evolved, expanded from where you started to the to the you that you are right now? Mm. Everything's different. Mm. Everything's different now. Um, I really feel that, so I was in school, um, it was 10 years ago roughly nine, 10 years ago that I went um, to Harvard for the few years that I did. And the person that entered that um, is so different now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I just feel that I was put, I guess it opened my mind to um these gifts that um i never what am i trying to say i think that going to courses like in mindfulness another thing that they did was um their hospital programs had energy work and that was something that i went into purely because they recommended it. Okay. Um, and I just shifted. It took a while. It was a messy transition the past 10 years. Um, 
I'm still not all the way on the other side, but it kind of propelled me into new gifts and a new face of reality. Mm. New gifts and a new face of reality. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> and I'm, I'm curious if you were to go back and have a cup of coffee with yourself at the point where this mm. journey started. Oh. To sit with, <laughs> I see the look oh. on your face. Tell yeah, me more. That. What are you, what are you thinking? What are you saying to her? What are you reassuring her about? Yeah, she is just the saddest, saddest young girl. She's so sad. Um, and I have this album in a way has been kind of my way of nurturing um, all of the wounded pieces of me from mm. varying chapters of my life. And she was one of the darkest. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I have visited her in a sense to let her know that everything's going to be okay and um, don't worry so much. And um, she was so brave, mm. but she was so hurt. Um, but things are going to unroll in a way that she can't even fathom. So mm -hmm. to stay excited for that. Mm. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love this conversation so much. I have this conversation with lots of people. Like if, if you could look back and go talk to yourself at a certain point, you know, what would you want them to know? And, and yeah. what you have just expressed is almost always what I hear. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Like it's okay not to worry. I see your bravery and I commend you for it. And you don't have to be brave all the time. Yeah deep breaths yeah better days ahead true yeah you know while you were talking about this I was thinking so you were setting up you were in the track for medicine for practicing mm -hmm. medicine mm -hmm. and to me your music is medicine it is medicinal Thank you. And I just am marveling at how you were saying this album has helped you to heal. Right. I think I don't want to put words in your yeah. mouth, but that's what I remembered you saying. Yeah. And so you are offering your own medicine first to yourself and then as a gift to anyone else who wants to hear it. Uh, yes. And so you I are in whatever way practicing your own kind of medicine maybe not with an md but maybe with a microphone and a guitar or a ukulele and all the things that you play and make music with thank you so much for saying that um i can honestly say when i set off on this journey um before the album was written I had written on a piece of paper like what I wanted to manifest and it was to heal the world through music. And that has remained an intention. Um, 
and so it's just really beautiful for the way you framed it because it, it it's true um mm. and i can really see that it was meant first and foremost to heal me mm-hmm. and it's still doing the work mm-hmm. um but yeah with the hope <laughs> that if you start with yourself in all things i think if you start with yourself that then you can radiate that outward to the community agreed 100 percent. in my experience that is spot on first myself put the yeah. mask on first and then serve it to another yeah. person yeah yeah um is there a song right now asking to be played at this moment yeah let's um let's play hold on for another day which is the first That's what i was thinking too but i didn't want to say because this is about you but that one is just right here like knock knock so okay it's the first song i ever wrote um even though it's one of the most recent that i ever released and i wrote it when i was that wounded girl and i now believe that it was a future version of me coming to that girl with that song for her and I turned it down year after year I kept waking up with it in my head Mm -hmm. and I kept thinking like that song's not good enough for whatever reason and last year um, when it came back in another dream four or five years later I said okay it's your time I'm gonna go and record it now (laughs) so wow I have full body goosebumps (laughs) Uh, when you first shared this song, I don't remember how I got a hold of it. I listened to it. I knew who to send it to immediately. Like I was like, "Oh, I have people that this song is for today." Mm-hmm. And um, so let's let's hear this song in case there's someone else who could use a little bit of this medicine. Thank you. So here's hold on for another day. Hold on. Yep. Hold on for another day. Mama, won't you burn my name away and leave it in the dust? I can't remember where I am going. Mama, won't you cut my heart out and sit it out to rust? The blood that once coursed in these veins ain't flowing. Broken bones and hearts like stones raised me to the world We all knew they would catch up to me someday I catch the eyes as I walk by of strangers down the hall Seems we're all just looking for our own way We all need something simple at the end of our days to belong to right or wrong to in this world we all need to believe at the end of our days there is magic in the tragedies we face hold on for another day hold on for another day
They told me to build these walls and fill them up with things. You create the world that you belong to. They can't explain the flames that came and ripped them off from me. But it takes a mound of dust to catch a clear view. We all need something simple at the end of our days to belong to, right or wrong to, in this world. We all need to believe at the end of our days. There is magic in the tragedies we face. Hold on for another day. 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 Sits high and bright tonight. She shines a light on me. Hope I find the courage not to quit. I see the stranger down the hall whose smile sings to me. Decide what to be and just go be it. Broken bones. And hearts like stones raised me to the world. We all knew they would catch up to me someday. I don't know that there's anything um, more profound than recognizing how our hurts have played a part in our growth, in our, um, in our journey. Obviously we have a lot of healing work to do, but I'm just thinking about the, the different versions of you, the different versions of me, past people that we have been and I had this moment listening to your song, thinking about you coming and cradling your former self and singing this as a lullaby to her. Yeah. Really hold on for another day. That's, that's beautiful. I am so glad you gave birth to that song. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, this song, it really has been a journey. Like it, it's one of the more mystical ones, and how it it is that lullaby, and um, yeah, just any time I thought I was hitting rock bottom again, because unfortunately, I think some of us have the sad privilege of realizing that a rock bottom once might not actually be as far down as we can go until a couple of years later when we're brought to our knees again. And uh, this song has been just that, like that recurring lullaby that wouldn't let go of me. Mm. Even though I played, I wrote it, played it for a week, put it away, 
never listened to it again and then would be in hardship and it would come into my head as clear as day again. So, wow. Um, I'm really grateful for that relationship with the song and I'm really grateful I recorded it kind of in a state of another all time low. Um, mm -hmm. And it just, it's been a gift. And I was very happy to finally feel free enough within myself to, to put it out there as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Isn't that just like the divine feminine to come yeah. to us in, like you're saying, in another all time low, what you've walked through? Um, and to offer us the medicine during that time that is, again, yeah. first for us. And then if we choose, there is plenty to go around. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Wow. So that had to come from a deep place within you, a deep, ancient place for yeah. that song to... Um, come through you in in the times of distress and um be born in in tears right yeah yeah i i think i finally wrapped my head around it this past mm. year because mm. when it came to me originally i didn't understand it uh -huh. <laughs> like, it's kind of like where are these words coming from uh -huh. <laughs> Um, and now I feel like they're coming from me now. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they were then so, too, just you yeah. maybe didn't know the full extent of how much. Right. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. It reminds me of, so I've been in this um, group of wonderful women for a while and we're studying a book about um, maturing in our faith and our walk in our lives. Mm. and something we were actually discussing this morning relates in that <clears throat> part of maturing is the hard moments when we would like to exit stage left from whatever situation and we say okay this is really hard and where else would i go mm. i I have to stay here. And I don't know if you remember that little song from when we were kids at summer camp or something, but going on a bear hunt, gonna catch a big one, right? And yeah. there's all these obstacles, you can't go around them, you can't go under them, you have to mm -hmm. go through them. So mm -hmm. that's something that um, my friends and I say to one another, ah, it's a bear hunt, um, got to go through it. And that part of deepening our roots, and growing into ourselves even more fully is exactly what that song embodies. Holding on, staying, being present even to the sometimes excruciating pain that is our story. And um, having, I, I mean, for me, really, it's about having hope. Yeah. There's something worth holding on for. Yeah. Yeah, I got chills as you were talking. Um, I really think, especially this last year, like, it sounds cheesy to say the only way out is through. I know that that is a, a saying. But you it, might find it on a bumper sticker somewhere. 
It's so true, though. And what I found in the past year, um, and like in laying down that song, and I guess I'll give a little bit more context in that I had two miscarriages in the past year, and they brought me to really, really dark places. But for the first time, um, I had known darkness. I the my story with chronic illness had me in and out of darkness. And for the most part, most of my life, I fought the darkness. I had so much mm-hmm. resistance, so much um, anger. And when I was brought to my knees this past year, I finally was at a point in my healing journey where I viewed myself as like a wounded child and was able to mother myself at the same time and being like okay what do you need you need you just need to be in bed for four days do it you do you want some soup (laughs) we'll we'll get somewhere we'll call and ask for help right and most of my life I wouldn't ask for help and I would be so mean to myself if I were were depressed and wanted to stay in bed. And everything changed when I stopped hating myself for that and I actually allowed, just just allowed it. And when I allowed it, what I think would have been longer periods, granted mm-hmm. they, they weren't short periods <laughs> this past year, but I believe that they shrank because I was so compassionate to myself and not mean yes um so how do you go through it how do you just acknowledge that you're in it hey life is really hard right now and okay in this darkness how do i give myself all of the love how do i ask people Mm. for love if if i can't give it all to myself and yeah i guess this song felt like i finally got it Mm. in that sense too (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, it does feel uh so kind Uh, compassionate is maybe even a stronger word what i mean to yourself first and and that i think is the essence of the divine feminine again yeah Um, yeah how she is with us teaching us first to be nurtured and then yes allowing us to nurture the world Yes. In in the same way. Um, yes. And, absolutely. and I think for me, I've had to learn that I had permission to be that gentle with myself. Yes. I thought that, you know, strong women probably are kind of hard on themselves and they um, demand a lot of performance mm-hmm. and they need to look a certain way. I mean, all the things. Um, And it has been so relieving, like taking off what I imagine it feels like. I've never worn a corset, but I imagine it feels like to undo it and be able to breathe fully. That's how I feel in this uh, awareness that I can be my own mother Mm -hmm. um, and nurture my own self in the way I know I need. And then like you're saying, if I don't even have that, I have permission to ask other people to give it to me and I can find what I need um, through 
through either of those avenues or, um, you know, in some of my experiences connecting with God, um, I am learning that there isn't scarcity of compassion, gentleness, nurture, uh, the, the care that I've needed. I just didn't know I was allowed to have it. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And yes, you are. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I had an experience. I don't know if you know that my mother passed away when I was um, 29. Sorry. And I miss her dearly. We had a difficult relationship Mm. and it ended well, but not nearly as well as I would like it to have ended. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, it feels largely like some threads didn't get to get tucked in. Yeah the way that I would like. So they were just kind of dangling out for a while. Yeah. And then I decided to connect with her in whatever way I could. This was years later. This was just a couple of years ago. I had this experience where um, I wanted to have a conversation with her. Not sure how that works. Not sure how, um, not sure how anything works really. But so I decided to imagine what would I say if she could hear me in one form or another. And do you know what I told her? I wanted her to know, Mama, I am so good to myself. Mm. I just want you to know, I have learned to be really good to myself. And even though you're not here to nurture me and love me the way, she really was good at doing that part. Um, I am able to do that for me now. And so I want you to know that. Mm. And that felt so good to be able to say, to know, first of all, yeah, I am good to me. And and then I was thinking with my own daughters, what would I want from them? What would I want them to tell me one day? Um, And it would be exactly that. I want to know that you're good to you. No. More than anything oh. else. That's what I want to know. I love that on so many levels. Like I just the like picture a world where everybody could just say that. You know? Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like so many people are so mean to themselves. Yes. And I think that's where the troubles really are rooted. Yeah. Yeah. All the sadness we see. Absolutely. And I really love, even before you said it, I was like, well, you can still have that conversation with her. And then I was happy that that ended up with you did. Yeah, I did. I That's, you know, one of those mystical gray areas Mm -hmm. that, yes, we don't understand, which I think is in essence a divine feminine element. But... Mm. um, I also feel stronger and stronger the older I get that we can hold these conversations out of space and time and have a certain faith that others are receiving it. Yep. That in some way that I don't need to define or explain, right? my mother received what I was sharing. 
And I felt very much that she, um, I felt her smile and her warmth and her acceptance of that Mm, in a very real way that maybe years and years before science dares to try to explain that to us. But like you're saying, uh, what we are waking up to is knowing that that's real. Yeah. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a desire. Yeah. Since we're in this space. Yes. Can you tell us about the white light? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. No accident. That's what your group is named. Please. I'd love to hear you talk about the white light. (laughs) So... Um, this, yeah, the name in true divine feminine fashion, the name presented itself before I fully understood why, but I knew it was right. Um, I had kind of a list on my phone of potential band names once I, um, once me and Lucia and Heidi kind of were all on board that they were going to be backing this upcoming album and it was kind of stepping into this new chapter. So we were thinking about band names and whenever White Light came to me, it just felt like, oh, I think that's it. And I typed it. (laughs) And then my friend, who you also know, lovely woman by the name of Victoria Buddha reached out to me and said, Hey, I just bought my first set of Oracle cards. Can I do a reading for you? And she had this new deck called the white light Oracle. And she put it on the screen and I was like, yes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So that's my band. Mm-hmm. And then the more that the journey has unfolded, um, I've seen these elements of what our mission is as a band, which mm-hmm. is to heal and um, inspire the greater community to face their face and claim their darkness mm. in order to transmute it into light. Yes. And um I just, I don't know what else to say about it. It's been really trippy, (laughs) Um, the different ways that I've gotten affirmation Mm -hmm. that this name is so embedded in the music and the album, Um, and it feels like one of those little pieces of, um, of this journey that was coming from a different place um that I said yes to because my heart said yes to Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and continues to feel correct (laughs) (laughs) yep yep all that you're talking about is what we um who have dabbled in the charismatic world would call confirmation (laughs) Oh, yeah. I, share roots. I share charismatic, not roots, but uh, part of my journey has um, inter- intertwined with 
some lovely charismatic folk and I've picked up a little bit of the uh, the lingo, and I love that word because it it um, it's something where you you know something, and then it shows up again to say yes, yeah. you were right, and it um, continues to teach you that, um, like you were saying, we can grow into yes, knowing these things, yeah, and and questioning them less and less, yes, not that. I ever feel like I've got all the answers, but that I am definitely um, aware I'm being led on a journey Mm -hmm. and it's a good journey. Sometimes it's very hard, Mm -hmm. um, but it's the right place for me to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm. So is there a song that wants to be played right now? (laughs) Yes, which one? Um, actually, I would love to play Statue um, because this song has only recently landed for me. So it's kind of along the lines of what we're talking about in mm. um, in unfold in me saying a resounding yes Mm -hmm. and now i'm only starting to get the depths of its meaning Mm. Um, and it's taken me on quite a ride Mm. this one's not out yet okay i was gonna say is this part of the forthcoming album or is it something else yes it is coming out on february 22nd Oh, um, and it was a collaboration with a great artist friend of mine named Josh Knowles, um, and we wrote it together in 2020 over Zoom. And I could feel the healing in its music. Um, it definitely healed a deep part of me. So it was like a yes, yes. What mm-hmm. is this? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very excited about it. Okay. Oh, let's hear statue. <laughs> On Wednesday, March 16th, with an arrival time of Can't spit it out what I'm trying to say and There's a thought in my heart that won't Him no 
message is that at the end is that someone you know that is my mom oh yeah oh wow so do you want to talk i'd love to hear about the story how this song came to be yeah yes i'd love to share um so uh, Josh Knowles and I were meeting like every week on Zoom to write music together. And he came to that session with um, like the first line, can't spit it out what I'm trying to say. And he told me about a friend of a friend who had just had a stroke, who had lost capability. Um, in their body and to Mm. speak and his heart was going out to them and as he shared this story with me it unlocked a memory of when I I had a stroke in college and had a similar experience where I lost the ability to communicate and it was one of um, kind of the deeper seated medical traumas that at that time I had not processed at all um and so we wrote that song together in like one or two hours um and i 
like we when we were writing together we had no real agenda like the point was just be creative not worry about what the next steps are but it was unlocking something in me and mm-hmm. i was obsessed <laughs> um which is why i held on to it at three years later i was like hey josh is it okay if i record this on my album like i need it <laughs> um mm-hmm. but i didn't fully understand like what everything it was again one of those moments everything felt right that we were writing down on paper um when i brought it to the producer he was kind of like well is there a story here i don't really see it um and then my bandmate lucia she and i both come from um very turbulent backgrounds with medical trauma and she was kind of shedding even more light onto it of like, when we're in that state of medical trauma, there are two voices within us. There's the one going through it. There's the one observing like ourselves going through it. And there are all these different dimensions. So it doesn't really matter if I'm shifting that voice throughout this narrative um, in song and um, it was kind of with her putting words to that that I found empowerment um, yes. in this particular song. I'm just uh, now having a moment where I think I'm realizing the the meaning here of the words. Mirrors don't show what a horror it paints because you uh-huh. can only see in the mirror that, you know, outside, um, not what you're experiencing on the inside at all. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. And then <laughs> there's more. <laughs> and then one week ago today, I was leading a workshop um, where I've been merging the music of this album with um, bot like uh, yoga moves, more restorative mm-hmm. yoga moves, and journaling and self reflection. And when this song came up for that workshop it actually took on a whole new meaning to me which was goes back to our conversation earlier when we were observing different um, stages of ourselves growing up that we're returning to mm-hmm. and to me then I was seeing like me bringing up you know my high school self helping her through something and now you're just another statue I wave to and like she can now go to rest like I've given her her stage Mm. to talk about and unpack and acknowledge her hardships Mm -hmm. I've consoled her Mm -hmm. I love you now go go rest you go (laughs) rest um, I'm okay I'm good to myself you are okay to rest yeah yeah, so that's the new <laughs> new eight day old <laughs> new um, confirmation ride that that song yeah. is taking myself on. Um, so it just has felt like a very magical piece um, that I had a lot of pleasure creating and journey with these past four years. It seems to me this treasure box for you that you just continue to find new gems. Like, oh, wow. I'm so glad I said yes to this. I didn't know this would be in here. Yay. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, to me, that is a huge piece of the divine feminine. Mm-hmm. That is just, yeah, all of these life choices and all of these things I said yes to without understanding why, just knowing that I had to, for some mm-hmm. reason, mm-hmm. Um, reveal you know, sometimes years later, sometimes a week mm-hmm. later, sometimes right. a decade later, um, that they had a reason mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. outside of space and time. Outside <laughs> of space and time. Say that. <laughs> I, I feel love like that. the divine feminine just doesn't have that aspect. And so Absolutely. that can be the challenge for us living in this linear reality is. Right. Um, is trusting her. <laughs> yes. She's not, yeah, working in the lineage. Yeah, she she functions in a different plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you have um if if you like Disney movies, but um mm. have you seen Frozen 2? I have not. Saw Frozen 1. Okay. Well, <laughs> if you so choose there is yeah. a moment where um, I always call her the wrong name because I know somebody in real life with a similar name, uh, Elsa, the older sister yeah. Elsa. Um, yeah. She visits a it's it's in memory form a frozen statue of herself from the previous movie. It's this beautiful moment where she walks by, sees this statue, and you can see on her face at once compassion for that previous self. And also, like, she rolls her eyes at it a little bit. She's like, oh, sweetheart, you, okay, I see you in that space, and I know who you were, and um, I've grown. Um, And it's just a very, it's like, Maybe a three-second snippet, but it's my favorite part of the whole movie because it's exactly that. It's a statue of yourself. I'm not there anymore. I have grown. There's life on the other side of that that I, I was sure that was a full stop um, at mm-hmm. that point, and mm-hmm. and I can wave to the statue. <laughs> yes. Oh, I love that. That's literal. Yeah, putting putting this song in literal terms. I can I'm gonna find that three second clip. Yeah, you're you're gonna love that. I don't remember where it is in the film to tell you to even search for it, but um, I'll just watch the whole thing. I think (laughs) I think maybe there's I don't know I don't even know how old you are. That's so funny. Uh, But I grew up in the in the early 80s. um, Okay, and uh, there's a an Easter egg sort of nugget in there for the parents of the children who have dragged them to this movie. Right. <laughs> and there's this whole like throwback to the 1980s song that, um, Kristoff sings and it, it just lights my fire. It's so funny. <laughs> so, uh, you'll have to let me know if you do end up choosing to watch that. Well, what do, you think? Well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 fine. Oh, fine. Hmm. Well, I'm curious because anybody who knows me is like, oh, she won't stop asking questions Mm -hmm. about divine feminine, divine femininity. (laughs) 
I love it. This is like all I talk about it at, at home and with friends. Oh, well, did you know that's because patriarchy? Anyway, I'm sure I sound like a broken record, but. Um, Not to me. <laughs> right. I know. Then you get with certain people. You're like, oh, I don't. Right. I don't need to explain that to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, as you are. I don't know about for you. I feel like I'm getting to know her. She who has always been. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like a coming home to her. Like I've always known her, but there were parts of me mm-hmm. that weren't allowed to know her. I was, you know, expressly forbidden to even wonder if I had a divine mother, because of course we have a divine father within my sphere, right? We have mm-hmm. a divine brother. And then we have this, um, spirit that we don't know what it is but it's certainly not yeah. well yes 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 <laughs> i've been learning all about her and, um, there's so much evidence okay so as i am learning about her finding she's been here all along mm. but i get to discover her anew discover things about her um i'm also discovering that i um this might sound um egotistical but i it's not um i'm discovering that i'm like her like i'm like my mama yeah. Yeah. and um you know within christianity we talk about everybody's made in the image of god but it's always a male image mm-hmm. and um i am finding so much healing and going uh, oh and also i have um characteristics of hers yes. that have yes. you know she's given me much like when people used to say oh you look just you know like this relative or that relative um, yes. i am i am delighted to find that i have traits and characteristics that are like my mama <laughs> yeah so if you are experiencing the same thing um what similarities are you finding? Where, where are you like, oh, that's from you? I have that. Yeah, I think I'm on a slightly different part of my journey with it, but in a way where I'm learning about her and I am working to stoke the fire within myself mm. to honor those qualities in my own body and mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel in my heart, you know, she's been here all along. Mm-hmm. I feel that really I'm only awakening to that in the past two years, but with mm-hmm. the beautiful, magical path of seeing all of the seeds of my past of, of her presence. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that I'm like just seeing, like, I feel that everything within her comes from the heart space. Mm. And that I'm trying, I've been really cognizant of trying to grow that muscle within myself as opposed yeah. to like. I mean, it's kind of a little bit of one in the same of saying, like, has it been there all along? It's probably been there all along. But to me, I'm like, oh, I can see that this muscle Mm -hmm. 
wants to awaken. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that resonates with me. It's both eternal, so outside space and time, to borrow mm-hmm. your words. Mm-hmm. And um, it is like waking up to it. Oh, mm-hmm. here it is. And then, and then giving space for it then to um, expand yes. as we become aware of it. Yes. Okay. So you studied medicine. Do you know if this is true? (laughs) Somebody told me that the very first cell when we are first, what are we first? A zygote? I don't even remember. But the very first cell that forms a what? I said maybe. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) You. (laughs) Whatever the fancy term is. Yeah. that the first cell of our existence is a heart cell. Oh. Oh. I, can't I don't know whether that, that's true. I love if that's true. I right. love if that's true. Just thinking I about think, that. Actually, I do believe that's true. Mm. Um, to get maybe a little morbid, but with my miscarriages, like with, I learned about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the electric pulse. And I think it was because it's like the first thing to, to develop was that cardiac muscle mm. before oh. it was going to grow into more. So actually that, that there's that confirmation, valid. <laughs> which is so beautiful mm-hmm. to be framed that way, that we all start from the heart and then everything is kind of like dividing and multiplying and, and, evolving into mm-hmm. every other piece of us right that makes us oh. human or you know for our animal friends yeah. i'm sure it's the same way um it all starts with the heart but that feels right to me yeah that our origin is in our heart yeah and that when oh. you're talking about getting to know divine feminine that's where you're experiencing that yeah. she is Right. Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah. I have a friend who gave me a statue for Christmas and I'll have to send you a picture of it. It's a 10 minute story. I won't, I won't go into (laughs) all of it right now, but it's blowing my mind that it's even here. Um, It's a handmade statue. I don't know where she got it. She didn't make it. She found it someplace. Um, And it's about the size of, I don't know, grapefruit. And it's this beautiful, aged woman wrapping her arms around her lap Hmm. and uh, providing space. I'm trying to show you, but the lights in this little tiny podcast closet aren't good. She's like holding, like holding room um yeah okay and her arms are just out in this invitational embrace um and i i was like oh my goodness i love this statue so much thank you this actually is very meaningful and i would have to take a long time to tell you why but thank you i took her home i placed a candle in her lap where her arms are encircling it Mm -hmm. and her face turns into a smile it's the most incredible thing that this little statue she looks like she's asleep um when there's no light in her lap and then you light a candle and this smile spreads across her face it's exquisite anyway um 
it's a physical manifestation of how I experience, um, I call her mama God. You've probably heard me call her that. Um, This holding space. And of course the arms being an an extension of heart. Um, And there's a lot there medically and metaphysically too. Um, And encircling whatever comes into her loving embrace. And then also being her being changed by the light being there is really speaking to me right now that, um, right. That mama God is actually, um, impacted by my presence in her lap. Mm. She enjoys me being there and it lights her up into a smile. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) that's so beautiful. Right. So beautiful. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess when you say for your for you your experience of her is from the heart mm-hmm. is is what did you say she's all heart or she she comes from the heart or what were your words? Y- yeah, I think um <laughs> to go well, back and read the transcript. <laughs> um I feel when I speak through my heart and to my heart, that is Uh my communication with her. That's where she is. Yeah. 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 That feels right. Yeah. 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 When I go up here to my head, that doesn't feel like her. (laughs) I know. My poor sweet head. I I know. It's so tired. Yeah. <laughs> it's done the lion's share of the thinking and feeling of all the things for my whole life. Right. And, I know. <laughs> you know, especially in in the um context I've been brought up in, like this mm-hmm. emphasis on thinking really hard and deeply. And I mm-hmm. love to think deeply, mm-hmm. but I also am finding how wonderful it is to get someplace else in my body and just feel and experience yes. it. Yeah. Yes. Be be in my heart for some time. Yeah. 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 It's waiting. It's just waiting. It's happy and ready. Yep. Whenever we are. And lights up with in. a smile as soon as we sit down. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm. And also has the patience of uh, the most beautiful patience in the world. <laughs> so you just know, patiently wait for us to tune in whenever we do. And yes, endlessly patient with us. Mm-hmm. I find I'm I'm dwelling on that word. It's funny, not funny. You should bring that up. Um, mm. I've really been thinking lately about the patience of God. Mm. And how I don't understand it. And if I were to write this script right now, God's patience would wear out and God would say, that's it. I will solve all of the problems of the world right now. I will end the suffering and mm. I will stop the bleeding. I'm done with this. And and then we would just live in this you know, outside space and time, however that works. Um, and when I take this to God, I just like get a like, oh, <laughs> I know. 
Right. <laughs> I know. And it come, it brings me back to that space of, like you were saying, um, the faith. Um, or maybe it was someone else who was saying, it's all a jumble in my mind. Somebody in my day today was saying, um, the faith to know there's more to the story. Like, I don't, I don't understand everything right now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't all make sense. Like I can't pencil out the math of the, the children dying in the Middle East just yeah. senselessly. Right. I can't, yeah. I can't reconcile that. And my mind wants to go, okay, God, maybe you should stop being patient and, and yeah. the suffering. Um, yeah. But then I keep coming back to this there's more that I don't know. And like you keep saying, I say yes to something. And then a long while later, learn about the why behind it. And I have the aha, but eventually not now. And so um, I guess what I'm trying to get to here is what I would like to do is sit down (laughs) in her lap and be patient along with her, because I guess if she can be patient, knowing all, then so can I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's so hard. It's so hard living in our everyday reality, I think, to recenter ourselves mm-hmm. with that. Like, that's definitely a struggle I have, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think my best days when I'm feeling so, such a weight of the world are when, you know, I go and sit in nature with my heart. Yep. (laughs) And like, that's the best medicine there is, which Uh is in essence, connecting with her. In essence. Absolutely. Well, speaking of the best medicine, can we hear one more song, please? Because yes. Before we hear my credits song, which features you, um, <laughs> so we'll hear two more songs from you. But can we hear more, yeah. one more here and now, please? Yes. Let's end with, yeah. Um, let's end with How the West Was Won. Yeah. That's, I was feeling that one, too. This yeah. Is, what do you want to say about this one? Um just this was an this whether this was with her <laughs> or some other divine being this song came through me in 45 minutes wow. and i wrote the words and i they were not my words okay and this i came, love them this came from <laughs> and above i really um this is how the album ends so the album's really a journey through hardship and grief and this is how it culminates so okay um, but we released it first, which That's Kristen Hanging told me in true divine feminine fashion, nonlinear fashion that makes all the sense. She told me. <laughs> so it, that is not surprising at all. Yes. The last shall be first. All right. So here is this is the first song I ever heard you sing. By the way, I don't know if I ever told you this, but oh, yeah. you brought out your ukulele around the fire. Yeah. And it was sitting there and Kristen, I think, was like, so how about if we hear a song? (laughs) And so you stood up and sang this into the night. And it was this divine howl that I heard coming out of you. Just this raw energy 
And um, I don't know. It was a moment outside of space and time just listening to it. So <laughs> I hope it will be um, for everyone else who's listening in um, how the West was won. There's a heartbeat in the floorboard For score and seven going ignored We're all searching for a cold cure Wire fence on Ellis Island Shedding blood to wear a diamond Are we ever gonna find it? Tell me what Simon says I'll follow him into the depths So I don't have to leave One step through the looking glass I face the aura of a past That's haunting me And it's got me saying Yep. Nope.
Nope. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> no. Oh, I really want to be front row at one of your concerts. That's, um, uh, yeah. Can't wait. We'll make it happen. Bucket list item. <laughs> West sure. Coast tour. I'll just Ooh, plant that hey. seed in the cosmos. <laughs> I know a place you could stay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's amazing. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you, Wayne, for your beautiful open heart and the medicine that you are taking first yourself and then offering me and anyone who will listen. It's a gift. Thank you so, so much. And thank yeah. you for having me. What a beautiful conversation. Indeed. I can hardly wait to start editing it just so I can go back and listen again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, well, many blessings. Thank, thank you. you also with you. Thank you. Well, there you have it, my friends. Wynn Doran, whose name, by the way, I have been mispronouncing this whole time up until now on the song for my podcast, Wynn Doran and the White Light. I hope you've enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Barely Christian, Fully Christian. If you'd like to get a hold of me, you can find me on my website at barelychristianfullychristian.com. From there, you can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram. You can send me a note and you can sign up for my newsletter. The artwork for Barely Christian, Fully Christian was lovingly created by Lauren Leith of Little Moon Market. You can find her on Instagram if you'd like a beautiful moon of your own. The theme song for Barely Christian, Fully Christian is Banks of Massachusetts by Wynne Doran and Paul Craig. Enjoy.